Hi, welcome to worship on the second Sunday after Epiphany. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. We will begin with the confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Before him, say.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Lord God, source of every blessing, you showed forth your glory and led many to faith by the works of your Son, who brought gladness and salvation to his people. Transform us by the spirit of his love, that we may Find our life together in him. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. 
The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the third day there was a wedding at Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty to thirty gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw out some, and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, I'm sure you have all attended weddings. Many of you have probably participated in a wedding. Either you were the one getting married, or you were a part of the wedding party. I hope most of you have good memories of those events. In the gospel for today, there was a wedding. Now the couple was not identified, but Jesus' mother, Jesus, and his disciples were all invited. If you think weddings are elaborate now, they were just as elaborate, if not more elaborate, back then. Weddings lasted for days. It was a time to honor not just the couple, but the couple's families and the guests. It was unheard of not to have enough food and drink. But that is what happened at this wedding. The lack of wine would have shut down the party. Most water then was not always safe to drink by itself, so wine was mixed with water to make it drinkable. To run out of something for the guests to drink would have shamed the couple's parents. It would have been the talk of the people for quite some time. This lack of planning would have ruined the couple's start in marriage. Well, not only did Jesus' mother realize the importance of helping the wedding continue, but do you suppose she realized this was a chance for Jesus to assert himself in the community and bring his mission in this world out in the open? I imagine Jesus' reaction to his mother telling him they were out of wine would be the same reaction we might have if we were told the same thing. Not my problem. But Jesus' protest goes a little farther. 
He says, my hour has not yet come. Then Jesus probably got the look from his mother that only mothers can give, and he knew he had to do something. So he turned water into wine. This was not just to save the wedding feast from failing, but this was to show his disciples what he was capable of doing with God's help. The glory of God comes to us in unexpected ways, in ordinary and unexpected places. Weddings are something that happen quite often. They all look a little different, but God is there in the midst of the gathering. I'm sure if I asked you, you could come up with an unusual happening at a wedding that you attended. One of the most unusual weddings I participated in as a pastor was at a cattle branding. Yes, you heard me right. The couple wanted to get married out in the field just before they branded their baby calves. I agreed because I knew some of the family dynamics. This was a hard-working older couple who truly loved each other and wanted to have their marriage blessed by God, but not necessarily by other members of their family. So here I was, out in the middle of a field with my husband, watching as cowboys on horses rounded up the calves and put them in portable pens, while the mother cows walked around, not happy with what was going on. When the calves were all penned up and crying for their mothers, the ceremony began. A small group of family gathered close to the couple, and I spoke as loud as I could so that I could be heard above the bleeding babies. Farther out in the field, the men who were there to help with the branding sat on the backs of their pickup trucks and drank beer. The ceremony was short, but when I looked up at the faces of the couple, I knew God was in the midst of this unusual setting and was blessing their marriage. It didn't take a church sanctuary that was decorated with flowers and bows. It didn't take a large group of people watching from pews. And it didn't take a fancy reception with dancing. All this couple wanted was God's blessing, and then they could go back to tending to God's creation. As soon as the ceremony ended, the branding irons were being heated up, and the calves were led out to receive their brand. I quickly retreated to our vehicle, not wanting to see what was to happen next. My husband lingered a while, fascinated with how it was all done. I declined his willingness to fill me in on what he saw when he finally was ready to leave. The glory of God is all around us. God's glory was at the wedding at Cana and at the wedding in a field in Montana. God's glory comes to us in the most unexpected places, in the most ordinary ways.
God's glory came to all of us in the humble birth of a baby in a manger. God sent Jesus to show us the way to a new life in Christ. Every day births take place, and every day these babies come as a blessing from God to point to his glory. The ordinary becomes extraordinary with God. Look around at all God has given us. God's creation is magnificent, and we are all a part of his creation. We are here because of the glory of God. God's love and care for us does not come in some spectacular event. God comes to us in the ordinary, everyday occurrences of life. The wedding at Cana was an ordinary event, yet a miracle occurred that day. The miracle was not for everyone to see. Most of the people at the wedding had no idea what Jesus had done. It was important for the disciples to witness Jesus' first sign that he was sent from God, and that is what happened. Let's all look for the glory of God to come in ways we could never imagine. It is in the little things of life where God's glory is revealed. Amen. Jesus, come for me. Jesus, come in you, please.
using the words of the Nicene Creed, let us confess our holy faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all God has made. By the Holy Spirit, activate within your church gifts of faith. Open our hearts to recognize and celebrate surprising miracles. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Your creation reflects your generosity. Bless farmers, migrant farm workers, and all who tend the land. Protect food and water sources from destruction so all can eat and drink and be satisfied. Merciful God, receive our prayer. By your Spirit, grant wisdom, knowledge, and discernment to those who hold leadership positions. Help them to build up safe and just communities and be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Merciful God, receive our prayer. As Jesus provided care in times of need, Provide the gift of healing for those in need this day, especially those listed in our bulletin, those we carry in our hearts, and those we name aloud. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You see us for who we are, and you delight in us. Help us to show that same love to all who struggle with self-worth. Remind us that we are all created in your image. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You bless us through the saints who have gone before us. We give you thanks for our newest Saint Clara and all who have modeled courageous faith. Merciful God, receive our prayer. 
since we have such great hope in your promises, O God. We lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace, remember the poor. Thanks be to God.